This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to our show. Uh, this is our first interview. This is Kevin Offelman. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, 24 years old. Right. I go to SSU. Okie dokie. Well, we're here to talk about line dance stuff. So, let's, uh, let's start with your story. What is your history and background with line dance? See, about three years, nine months ago, uh, this gentleman actually got me to go to a line dance club called Kodiak Jacks uh, while we're in a musical called Oklahoma. Uh, from that point on, I kind of went every now and then and didn't really dance until finally I started to, and then I just kept going and really never stopped. What is it that uh, caused you to keep going? I mean, you. I mean, a mixture of things. You could say it was kind of the atmosphere of being in a in a venue like a club that wasn't, you know, a, a techno club or a club where everyone's doing drugs and think bad things are happening. But it seems like everyone's just having fun there for a good reason, and you can meet nice people. And it was it was a cool experience, even though I wasn't really dancing at first. And did you have any experience with dancing before this? I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I was in Oklahoma the Musical, as I said, but there was not much dancing in that. And did you have any experience with clubs before this? No. I'd been to uh, one or two college dances and didn't dance, and that was about it. So how would you describe the venue that you went to uh, that, that you enjoyed so much? Well, that was closed within the first year I went. So it was, I can kind of remember it, it. Everyone had to go through the 21 and over place because originally they had two different ones. And then everyone, the first time I went, I was 20. So I was shuffled through the, the all the 21-year-old uh, area of, of the bar mm-hmm. and just kind of put at the dance floor, which was the 18 to 20 zone. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there was, there was like stuff there. There was a loft that had ages for girls to dance in. It was... It really had a flair. Mm-hmm. And were you familiar with any kind of country stuff before this? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you weren't into country, you didn't go to clubs, and you didn't have much background in dance, yet you kept going. Yeah. What was it... I mean, like, you, you mentioned there's some people, it was a good place to meet people. Uh, I mean, were there other activities that, you know, you tried out before and then, ah, didn't really stick? I mean, in terms of dancing, anything like that, not really. Um, I can think of, I, mean, I think I went to a swing dance venue once before then, and that didn't really stick. And I mean, I'd been in musicals, that, as I said, so it was, there wasn't anything that really drew me back besides the venue itself. Mm-hmm. It was just the people I went with, the people I met, and kind of the, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Would, you, know, you say uh, the people that you went with, did you ever go alone, or was it always in a group? I'm, I'm pretty sure I always went to group. Normally, with yourself. <laughs> I used to go. <laughs> and uh, you also say it closed within about a year. What happened after that? Did you find other places to go? It, yeah, the place closed down, and the person who had bought the venue decided to reopen at a different location mm-hmm. because of a myriad of issues that I'm not entirely sure of myself. Yeah. So once they opened this other venue, what was the transition like? I mean, it was different. It was no longer... It didn't really have a 
country vibe as much as the other place did. It had more of a, a, a kind of like, not a warehouse, but a, a club vibe. Mm-hmm. It, it had not really any country decorations. It was just kind of bland. Mm-hmm. And were the people pretty similar? I mean, many of the same people came and went. Some people couldn't because then it became too far away because it was about half an hour north of the other venue. Mm-hmm. So... And did you go there for the same reasons, where it was the people that you would go with? And... Yeah, I mean, at that point, I believe I'd already learned a couple of dances, and I was having fun learning and failing these dances. So oh. it was, it was at that point I, I enjoyed going for the sake of dancing because it, it kind of started to grow on me. Mm-hmm. You say learning and failing, and and in a positive way. Oh. Describe this learning and failing. Oh, it was so bad. I I could not. I cannot do a basic grapevine. I cannot do many things. It was dancing kind of blew my mind at first. It was just not something that I'd ever been comfortable with, I'd ever really done. It wasn't something that my body was at all used to doing. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot of failure at first, a lot of me going, what am I going to get this? Mm-hmm. Until I finally did. Mm-hmm. And what kept you going through that? Because like, there have definitely been some activities that I've tried that, like, and juggling, nah, it's too hard, forget it, like, it's not worth it. Why was this worth it to get down? It was fun. People, I mean, though you were dancing by yourself, you were dancing in a group. And, you know, you could kind of watch other people, and you you might not feel bad because you would notice other people aren't doing perfectly either. So it wasn't about, you know, oh, I'm failing every time. It's like, I'm, I'm going to get this. It's it, This is something that, it, it seems enjoyable, and I want to get this down. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the music that you you had not previously listened to, country and all that, uh, did did uh, certain songs eventually also grow on you? Like, uh, was there some reason why you wanted to do some dances and get those? Was it because you liked the song or just the dance moves? Um, I mean, it depends. Some some dances I some songs I had heard. Not, I mean, I as I said, I wasn't really in the country before line dancing, mm-hmm. so I hadn't heard much country. But you know, there was a couple songs that every time I went, I heard. I saw the dances, the dances looked fun, and I was like, okay, that song is, is catchy, that dance looks fun, I, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what would be some of the ones that you started with, and then after that, which ones did you seek out that like you, you had to really learn, learn? Dances that I started with, I think one of the first I've learned was Rocket. Hmm. That, that I, I don't know if it's the first one, but it was definitely the first three or five song, dances that I learned. Mm-hmm. After that, I mean, I didn't seek things out for a while because I wasn't confident and I, was, and I did not feel capable of doing hard dances. I, I basically did whatever dance the lesson taught. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, lessons. That's yeah. what, is that where you learned them? Yeah. There were, there were lessons every, every single week. Uh, there would be two lessons, you know, one at each night because mm-hmm. the, the dance nights would happen Thursday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you would learn just pretty much whatever they taught and then follow up on that by doing it you know, while they had open dancing. Yeah. Okay. And you, you say that uh, with Rocket, um, you, you didn't learn any for a little while until you grew in your confidence. What is it that, uh, that caused you to grow in confidence? I mean, getting a couple dances and basically that's it. As soon as I got a couple dances down and I was like, oh, I can actually do these. This isn't out of my attainable reach. Hmm. It is something that I can do that is fun, and it's it's not impossible. It's it's not super hard, but it's something that did take practice. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I practiced enough and went, okay, I can do this, I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. 
And when and where did you do this practice? Mainly at the same venue, uh, Kodiak Jacks, which then became Mavericks after it switched. Mm -hmm. Did you do uh, any any like home practice or you know with friends? Uh, I'd say for the first uh, year that I that I kept going, I, I would do. Even now, I still do home practice. But to me, it's it's not as much practice anymore. It's just I do steps without thinking about it. Back then, I would do steps, going okay. How's this one go? Okay, if it's this step and this step, doing doing them in a row, going over the wall, just to make sure I could remember it for the next week because it might leave your mind after doing it one time, after, uh, fully, and then not doing it again for for a whole another week. It's very easy to leave your mind, leave your body. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned that uh, okay, so you've been to the venue that you started with, and then it transitions to the next one. Have you been to any other venues around? I've been to, offhand, I can probably name three or five, about five venues. Okay, well, just off the top of your head. Um, Stoney's, uh, Rock and Rodeo, The Davis Graduate, uh, Oakland Overland, uh, Cowboy Country in Southern California, and In Cahoots, Fullerton. Any in the San Francisco area? McTeague's, I believe it was called. Hmm. McTeague's Saloon. Place. I don't know if they still do it, but uh, yeah, they, they used to have a line dance night there. Um, so, in seeing all of these venues, what made you come back to some and not others? Because it's very easy to go to your home place because it's home, but like, uh, when you're going to other places, what is it about one over another if they're you know close to each other? Like, What would make you go to Cowboy Country versus In Cahoots, or the Grad versus Stoney's, or you know, Overland and McTeague's, etc. I mean, it's a combination of different factors. It's for one, the people. Mm. Wherever there are better people, people at more friendly, friendly people at. I, I I like to gravitate more there because I enjoy socializing after, when I'm off the floor, and sometimes even when I'm on the floor. And it's it's fun to meet nice people and friendly faces. Mm. Uh, but, you know, sometimes there's also venues that might have a better dance floor, uh, like Stoney's Rock and Rodeo has a really fantastically big dance floor, especially compared to the, the Davis Graduate. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one reason why Stoney's is nice, because you can have a lot of people on that floor without feeling that cramped. Mm -hmm. And that that's a different, definite positive. Mm -hmm. Do you travel much when you dance? Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy traveling. I, I've been told I take big steps, mm -hmm. because... Uh, I just put myself into it, and it's mm -hmm. fun. Hmm. Interesting. Are there other ways that you express yourself in dance, like you know, traveling across the floor? I mean, there's it, in in different ways. I mean, I, I a lot of people say I like to spin a lot. I'll mm -hmm. put spins into different moves because that's just something I have fun doing, and also just different dances. I might have a different flair on a different dance. There's no there's no same way I do every dance. There's no similar theme besides maybe I put myself into it and I have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So even though the steps, you know, the choreography is the same, you find that your experience of it is still different. Yeah. Just by adding on your own flair. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And um, you mentioned that uh, some places have you know, especially friendly people. In what ways do people express that kind of friendliness? Like, If you go to one place and it seems welcoming, what is it that people are doing that seems welcoming? Well, I mean, people go up 
go up to you and introduce themselves. They'll go, hey, I've noticed you've been dancing. You're a good dancer. Or, hey, you know, you've been out there for a while. And they come and introduce themselves because maybe they're a regular at that venue. And they think you're interesting. I mean, one thing that a lot of people used to do uh, when I had shorter hair and I went more often to similar ven venues, they'd call me Kevin Bacon, which was amusing because my name's Kevin. Mm -hmm. And then when I would tell them that, they'd look at me as if I was lying. They'd, they'd, they'd be in complete shock. Your, your name's Kevin? Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. so, I guess it was probably fresh on their minds with that recent uh, Footloose remake. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, was that 2011? Did that come out? I think Some, so. Somewhere around there. That's, yeah. Hmm. And how long was it into your dance journey that people started approaching you in this way? I mean, well over a year. I was I was not a very competent or confident dancer for probably around a year after I I, I started started actually dancing. Mm -hmm. And do you find yourself um, approaching others in the same way? Oh yeah. If I see someone who's out there who looks like they're enjoying themselves and. They, they look like they're, they might not know a lot of people at that venue. I might go up and introduce myself because it's always nice to have another friendly face around. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And in addition to the dance floor and, and the people, uh, what else is it that you notice about venues that uh, gives you more of that feeling that you like you know, from, from the dances or uh, just you know, moving about? Like if lights, DJs? Uh... DJs are definitely something that, I, that, that add a lot. Can add a lot. Hmm. I've had DJs who all they really do is count you in and, and say the name of the dance that's coming next, and that's their main interaction with you. And there's also DJs who, if they if they know regulars, they make co-regulars out on the dance floor and tease them or make fun of them or just or, or get more involved in general. They might come out and dance. They might they they, they add their own flair, which makes the venue even more fun. Hmm. You're not you're not just dancing with with yourself, you're dancing with with everyone in this room, and this DJ kind of helps bring everyone together. Mm -hmm. And as far as lighting or uh, decorations, those are add they sound can. system. They, I mean, a good sound system that isn't deafening is definitely nice. Mm -hmm. if, if you leave the dance floor and you can't hear, I don't really think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, lights, they, they can add some. They can definitely add, you know, kind of... A glamour to it that some people might enjoy because it's, you know, it, it makes you feel like maybe you're in the spotlight. That that might might make you feel really good because you know you might not be in the spotlight much in your life, but at that time on the dance floor you might feel like, wow, I'm doing something real awesome. People might be looking at me right now. I might be getting noticed. And definitely for a lot of people, I I think that's something that keeps them coming back. And uh, you mentioned that you were in the musical Oklahoma. So that uh, shows some, some affinity for musical theater. Would you say there are any similarities there? I mean, yeah. Uh, in musical theater, you, you, do have some, you do have dance, and it is choreographed, and lion dancing is also choreographed. So there, it's, it's also the performing flair. In musical theater, you're, you're performing, obviously, since you're in theater. And lion dance, you can very much feel like you're performing because you're doing something that you, you've remembered, something that has been choreographed and taught to you. And then you're doing out, doing it out in front of a bunch of people, probably, who are off drinking or watching people going, man, I, I wish I knew more dances. Mm -hmm. and that might inspire more people to come out. Mm -hmm. Would you say that the number of people in a venue affects your enjoyment? Yes and no. Um, if, if I'm with a lot of my friends, it, the, the people around don't.
quite matter as much. But if there's too many people in a venue and such as you can't really have space on the dance floor to even move, people might be stacking on you. I think that's a big negative because you can't really stop that, but it kind of ruins the fun because you now have to watch out for everyone else around you and you can't really dance and not think about it. But otherwise, it's people, people add their own fun to it because then you do have a lot of people around you and it's kind of fun doing it with a giant group. You feel like you're a part of something. Mm -hmm. Do you ever take that outside of venues, just uh, with you know, your group of people? Yeah, I mean, we do a uh, line dance club here at Sonoma State. Mm -hmm. you know, what would you like to say about line dance club? Um, well, I've been part of it for, what, three years now since it was, since it was in since in since its inception, something for my words, um, and I, I've taught some dances. I've assistant taught some dances, but I, I I've never taken a leading role in the club because it's it's not something I want a leading role in. It's not something I really I, I really just like being there and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, you mentioned that when there are too many people on the dance floor, it can get a little crowded. Uh, have there ever been any sources of conflict that you've noticed, you know, um, you know, people stepping on toes or rubbing people the wrong way or anything like that? I mean, there's definitely been a, I can, I can actually remember one occasion where this one girl, she, she walked into me and then yelled at me and then a little bit later, uh, dancing a couple times later, she actually attempted to kick me in the balls. Oh my goodness. For uh, pretty much no reason besides the fact that we came a little too close together, and she wanted to be a not very kind person. I see. And how, how do you, uh, like, when you run into conflict with people at venues or uh, clubs or anywhere else that you go dancing, um, how do you deal with, how do you defuse that kind of situation? I mean, if, if it's a conflict, like, we, we accidentally ran into each other and somebody's getting a little hot-headed, it's, you know, it's usually just a simple apology. But when somebody is, is just being outright pretty rude, I might call them out if I, you know, I, I, I think I'm being wronged. Or if nothing else, I'll just walk away because there's really no point to get into a argument or some kind of confrontation with somebody over, the, over a dance because it's, you're just there to have fun. You're not there to get into confrontation. Right. Hmm. And would you say that there have been any similarities in uh, like the demeanors of people or any similarities that you, you would detect in general? Uh, regionally, because you've got Davis and, and Sacramento up in you know, north, east, central California. You've got Sonoma County with uh, the venues here. You've got um, the places you mentioned in cahoots and cowboy country. Uh, what differences would you say there are among the places and the venues, or the people and the venues, and what similarities seem to carry through all of them? The difference between the people. I mean, it really depends also on the kind of night you're going. If it's an 18 to 20, 18 plus night where 18 to 20 year olds are also allowed, mm -hmm. it has a young, uh, younger, more vibrant thing to it. And that that kind of stands true for all venues. Mm -hmm. When it's 18 plus, there's usually a lot more people. And you can kind of feel the young vibrance and just the energy that a lot more people give you. Mm -hmm. um, but like the, the similarities in venues are normally just, you could, I mean, that a lot, they're all kind of so different. They have their own flair. They have their own differences. It is somewhat hard to kind of compare them because they, they're in different regions. They're owned by different people. And they, 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 they have just their own feel to it. So 
I mean, the main differences you could say are one thing that is really noticeable is a, a good DJ to a bad DJ. Mm. A lot of places I've noticed do not have DJs that are really active and are bringing a, a life to the crowd. Mm. Uh, Mavericks had a had two DJs who would bring life to the crowd, and it noticeably improved the night, in my opinion, compared to places that the DJ didn't say anything. Because mm -hmm. it didn't feel like you were as much a part of a giant group then. It felt like you were, you were dancing. Yeah, there were people around you, but the DJ, I think, really helps a venue come to life. And for the places that have managed to stay open, regardless of DJ, what is it that they have as their strengths that uh, keep people coming, if not, as you say, the DJ? I mean, a lot of it is normal marketing things, such as uh, location. A place that is located in a central area in a city and advertises itself to a younger crowd uh, can usually can usually keep people bringing people back because young people want something to do. And line dancing is a safe, fun option for people to do. You're not, you don't feel pressured to get drunk or do drugs. You're, you are pretty much there to have fun and you're, you're not usually there to get wasted. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's something that I, I think it really helps. Mm -hmm. Is that something that uh, all the venues have in common, just people going there? I mean, I, I think so. Some, some venues do draw older crowds, I've noticed, and I don't know if it's pure location or how they market themselves, uh, such as Cowboy Country. Mm. There's a very noticeable 50, 60 plus age crowd. Mm. It's, it's definitely a, a, a different feel. It's not bad. It's, it's different and it's interesting because there are younger people. It's, it's just not overwhelmingly young instead of um, it's more almost 50-50 old people and young people. Mm -hmm. Do the dances they do change? Or oh. are they, is the style different? I mean, dances change no matter where you go. Right. There's, yeah, I think I know mm -hmm. about 10 dances that are the same that I've done everywhere I go. And I, I honestly, 10 maybe. There, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a couple such as uh, God Bless Texas is fairly similar, Touch Push is fairly, fairly similar. But a lot of places, they, I mean, fairly similar, but not even the exact same. A lot of places change steps, and there's no right or wrong way to do a line dance. There's just the way that people have learned in that area. Mm -hmm. And either you can, you hopefully know their dance, or you don't. Mm -hmm. Referring specifically to the older crowd you were uh, mentioning, uh, does their style of dance seem similar or different? Are, are there dances uh, that people you know, of a certain age bracket will do you know, certain steps or certain moves that they'll do that maybe the older crowd won't? Or is it uh, you know, a shared group of dances that everybody does? I mean, I think there are de definitely some dances that draw more older people. Mm -hmm. uh, the faster dances draw the younger crowd mm -hmm. and because they require more energy. And of course, older people, because they're older, might not have the energy of a younger person. And that's obviously not their fault. So they don't want to do as much of an energetic dance. They might want to do a more you know, pronounced kind of classical looking dance, a, a dance that, that could be more elegant but not have to put in a bunch of your energy into that specific dance so you can keep going. Excuse me, my phone's ringing. Okay, so, um, yeah. And among the, uh, the younger crowd, I'm guessing you've been to uh, the you know, college nights at probably multiple of these venues. 
would you say that they they all go for that same kind of style? Or is, there, is there anything that you would identify as like a Northern California style or Southern California or Sonoma County style? Like Bay Area people, is there anything they do? I mean, I've not noticed that many differences. There's, and in cahoots I've noticed, uh, for example, that during a, ooh, what's the name of that? Wow, it just escaped my mind, excuse me. Oh, we did it last night. Uh, do, 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 do. Why can't I remember the name of the dance? Um, wow, I am completely drawing a blank. Is it something that uh, people like shout or they, um, they stomp differently? It's, oh God. It, it's, in SoCal, they definitely shout and stomp differently than they do here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, they, they definitely, their crowd gets far more involved. Hmm. And it's it, it's far different because every, like it seems to be everyone's favorite dance in that venue. Everyone just seems to love it to go out and just really enjoy that dance. Mm -hmm. It gets everyone really excited. And I can't remember the name of it, but I'll just throw out names. Uh, Chill Factor. Yep, yeah, there you go. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> that was simple. <laughs> so, what is it that they they do there that uh, that makes people more enthused than you know somewhere else? I you know honestly I couldn't tell you. I haven't been there enough times to really gauge that, but it just seems like. That's that's a dance that, since it's a younger crowd at Ingoods Fullerton, and that's a very energetic dance, a lot of people seem to really enjoy it. And have you seen any uh, cultural crossover, like things that people do at one venue starting to spread to another, where you know they'll shout something here, and now you know a couple months later you see them do it here, or a dance that's done here, now they're doing it there? Like, have you ever seen any of that uh, intermingling? Yeah, I mean... As, as my group has done, we've, we've brought dances to other venues, and uh, such as Mama's Broken Heart. Not many places did that, and our group decided to start doing it at other venues, and they eventually started picking it up themselves, which, which is really cool because it was not a dance that many people did that I've ever seen done outside of our group, really. Mm -hmm. And any of the cultural stuff, any shouts or anything like that? Um, mainly at a Watermelon Crawl. I should say that's that'd be the only one that really comes to mind. Where uh, Mavericks, we would shout some more obscene lines than what the given lines in the song were, mm -hmm. and it, it, it made a lot of people have fun. The crowd really got involved with it. And at uh, the Davis Graduate, some people might shout some similar things. Mm -hmm. And uh, have, the, have you noticed any changes uh, from the time that you started dancing to now? It's only been a few years, but have you noticed any changes within the scene or uh, within the numbers of people who go or the styles of dances that are being done? Styles of dances. Um, I, I, I'd almost definitely say there are more hip-hop kind of modern popular dances that are being done now as opposed to just country. Mm -hmm. I've definitely noticed a lot more uh, than when I first started dancing. And I don't know if that was purely based on the venue I started at. Or if it really just has become more popular to do popular modern songs today. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about that that, that shift? I mean, I, I like music in general, and as long as it has a beat, as long as it seems like it's a fun dance, a fun song, I, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. And do you think that uh, this movement toward you know, more uh, common you know, pop, hip hop music? Do you think that that will have any effect on whether more people discover line dance, or do you think it'll 
ran pretty much the people who are in it are in it, and that's that's how it is. I mean, I don't. It, it might help more people to come into it because a lot of people do not appreciate country or like country music that much. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of people like modern popular music, which is why it is modern popular music. Mm-hmm. So it could help bring more people in, considering they go, hey, we play the top 40 modern songs all, on, and we mm-hmm. might even do line dances to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that will definitely bring in a younger crowd, mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a, a more, you know, a, a large crowd of all ages, but definitely will bring in a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard some people say, you know, line dancing is a, it's a special and, and uh, safe thing. It should be protected. Not too many people should find out about it, because if they do, it, it might wreck the whole thing. And then other people think, oh, let's just bring everybody into it. You know, we'll have a dance for every song. Uh, which, which end of that spectrum would you say you're closer to? Keep it how it is, and just you know, have our our group, or open it to everybody, and you know, potentially refract it endlessly. I mean, it's dancing. Everyone should be able to get involved in with what they're interested in. Of course, not everyone is interested in dancing, mm-hmm. and thus I don't think it will ever evolve into something humongous, purely because only a certain population of of the uh, of crowds want to dance. Even people who go to line line dance venues don't necessarily even dance. You, you could normally see, you know, usually at least half the crowd off the floor at any given time. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it, I, I think we should open up, open up dancing to as many people as we can because there's no elitism in dancing. It's to have fun. It's to enjoy yourself, to become more confident. And if we can make more people become confident and have more fun and also get really great exercise, then why not? What, what, what's wrong with that? And uh, the people who aren't dancing, but who are there, what is it that they're doing while they're there? I mean, some people drink, some people talk, some people come for other people, some people come because they enjoy the venue, some people come, obviously, as I said, just to drink. And it is a bar, most line dance venues are also bars, and they might want to drink at a country bar. What would you say, uh, from your experience, has been one of the most successful means of getting people to make that leap from person who just kind of watches and like, oh, I don't dance, that's not my thing. I don't, I don't listen to this music, not really. I'm just here because my girlfriend brought me or something. What bridges the gap for them so that they do try a lesson or they do think, oh, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I can do it even if I do it badly, you know, whatever. Like, what, what makes that leap happen? I think a lot of it could be involvement of staff of a venue. I mean, of course, people, people's friends might bring them in, but that won't necessarily do it. But if you have a large enough staff that seems to be very friendly to people and encourages people to dance and could even bring someone off to the side and help them, it makes it seem more, more reasonable and something that more people could really do instead of something that a lot of, especially men, would go, oh, I don't dance, I don't really know how to do that. If there's a lot of people on the floor, off the floor, who want to bring other people onto the floor, I think that really helps. Okay, resuming where we left off, uh, we had a minor technical issue, and we seem to have resolved it. So, uh, the last thing that I asked you was about how people bridge the gap from uh, non-dancer to dancer. You've answered the question as well of how you went from uh, non-dancer to dancer. Uh, what, let's see, 
Let me look down my list of questions here. Uh, what do you see and do in everyday life that reminds you of line dancing? I mean, at this point, dancing has become so much a part of me that when I'm waiting in line, instead of, you know, sometimes fiddling on my phone, I'll do a dance move. And it's not even something that I cognitively go, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to do a three-point turn, or I'm going to do a kick and cross. It's just something that happens. And that's kind of something that's that's just a regular part of me. I just dance while doing anything now. And uh, have you been influenced by other forms of dance as well as line dance? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have now a decent amount of experience with swing dancing. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've done numerous times. And it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's different. It has, it has you move differently, considering it's also a partner dance. And it, it, bring, it also brings some of this into line dance because it, it, it it's it's more fluid, and I think it has you really think of the fluidity of how you're dancing, of how one move leads to another, and how you just also have to go with it. You can't think of everything before you're doing it because then you'll get behind. Mm -hmm. And that's something that definitely happens in swing dancing. What would you say are some of uh, the elements that make up your favorite line dances? <sighs> I like a lot of quick quick and fast-paced dances. I like dances that have difficult or unusual moves. Um, what would be some difficult or unusual moves, for example? Uh, some difficult or unusual moves. Maybe, I mean, it, it cannot even just be one move, but how one move leads into another. If you're doing, say, one dance and has a lot of fast parts, and then it goes to a slow part, or vice versa, such as in Mama's Broken Heart, there's the, the, the first part of it is a little bit slower, at least as it feels in the second part, because the second part you seem doing steps a lot quicker, and there's a lot more that you really can't think about that you just have to do, because if you think about it, you're going to get behind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what impact would you say line dance has had on your life in general? Like, uh, in addition to finding yourself doing small moves in places, what uh, other things have you noticed about yourself, your life, your body, your interactions with people that have followed from being part of the line dance community? It's definitely made me more confident, I want to say, because it's something that I'm proud of now that I've done it for a while. And I, I'm not a professional dancer, of course, but I am, I am a fine line dancer, and I, and I have fun with it. And people compliment me, which definitely it helps self-esteem when somebody, when somebody comes up to you who you've never met and goes, wow, that, that was really awesome. Like, could you teach that to me? When somebody does that, that, that really helps you as a person because it makes you feel like you've accomplished something. And it makes you feel like you're going to have an, an impact on others because people are coming to you to ask you for help. And, you know, you're helping them do something that you also enjoy. And that's, that's a lot of fun when you're bringing other people into, into your circle of friends and, and your circle of something that you love to do. Because bringing more people in, it's just, it just makes everything more fun. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'd ever join a line dance team? Um, I would like to, but there's not necessarily opportunities to do so. Why would you say that? Uh, because you need, uh, for dance team, you, you, you might need a venue to go to, a regular venue, which is not something I have at the present moment. There's no, no venue that's close by enough that also has a line dance team. We could, uh, like, I could make one myself with a group of friends, but we'd have, once again, no place to go to to do it on a regular basis, no place to truly practice or do performances. And thus, it's not really a feasible thing right now. Mm -hmm. 
what would you say is the role of blindness and what, what would you hope to do with it? I mean, it's, it's, it's about expression. It's about, you're, you just really enjoy doing this so much. You want to show other people. You want to maybe invoke someone else to come to a line dance venue and to learn a dance. And that, that's something I like. I, I, I like get, giving other people the opportunity to see something that maybe they haven't seen before and even learn something that is completely new and that would be a brand new experience for them. So in sharing this with other people, who would benefit, do you think, the most from becoming involved in line dancing? Like, have you, have you met or do you know any people who might have started out uh, being whoever they were and then being transformed by it? And who do you think would be uh, the most transformed by line dancing? I mean, I know people who, I know plenty of people who've done line dancing, and I wouldn't say that line dancing itself is transforming to a person because it is, it is something that people enjoy doing, but a person transforms themselves based of probably how they feel. And I can say I'm a person that in some way has been transformed by line dancing. As I said, it made me more confident and made me have an enjoyment of dance that I didn't have before. And I mean, I, I guess I also don't know that many stories of other people who have come come into line dancing and, and line dancing and it's really made a big change for them. I know my own story, but everyone else's, they live their own lives. Yeah, friends, roommates, anyone? I mean, I had a friend, uh, roommate Michael Hunter, who mm -hmm. he, 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 he was never really that confident of a person, but I finally, he, I finally got him to go to line dance venue, something that he never really wanted to do. And I dragged him along, and there was a couple times where he'd go and he'd just sit down, and he'd sit in a corner and go, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't really like this, but I finally dragged him on the, the dance floor, my friends would as well, and he kind of, it, it really made him happy. He, he started going on his own, he started doing line dancing wherever. When, when I was his roommate, sometimes we'd go over to dances together, he'd ask me a question about a dance, and I'd go over it with him. And I, and I could see it definitely made him happier and more confident. How would you reach out to more people like that? Like, if all you have is your billboard ad or your flyer or your radio spot, how do you reach out to those people who don't believe that they would ever be interested in it and then love it when they do it? I mean, a radio spot, a billboard, they can only do so much. A person really has to just get in a venue. You just have to get something that draws people in that area to a venue because I, I can tell you all I want, oh, line dancing is fantastic, mm -hmm. line dance is something that brings you confidence, but a lot of people just brush you off and go, so? Mm -hmm. And no matter what you say, until they actually see it, until they see a group of line dancers doing it and having fun, they're, they're really not going to believe you. So just anything to get them in the door, anything that would go, oh, you know, this bar has uh, $3 off drinks this night, and it's line dancing that night. That could bring people in for line dancing, even if they're not coming for line dancing, they're coming for a cheap drink, but it'll keep them, it'll keep them coming back, maybe. What would you say is common among the people who are already into it? Like, the people who typically come, what are some things about them that you notice, oh yeah, they all you know, like this, or they all previously were into that before? I mean, it's... it's People come from all different places in life to, to come line dancing. It's, you know, I've known people line dancing who they have a background in hip hop. Some people have a background in theater. Some people have no background, have never done dancing in their lives. So it's just, 
it, it's something that there's no really big common theme besides if you know a group of people who are in their own interest together and then they all come, well, that was their interest group. But you can come from any walk of life and be a line dancer because it's it's something that is that is obtainable for anyone. Okay. And this uh, sort of is related to another question I have. Uh, so if, if there's a difficulty in getting people in the door, like once they're there, they'll love it, they'll totally get it, but getting them in can be difficult. What would you say uh, has been successful for places that you've seen uh, that you know, draws a lot of interest? And what would you say, uh, one of my questions here is, um, if you could design the worst possible line dance experience, what would it include? So what, what would you say drives people away, tells them never come back to this horrible place? Uh, and what would you say would be the opposite of that that would get people in the door? What would drive people would definitely be for one, unfriendly staff, such as you know, uh, maybe security guards who are just downright rude to you. You have a DJ who's completely uninvolved or might even miss uh, countings or might not even have songs that most DJs should have, or, I mean, it could be a really thing. It could be how they manage their place and that it, it every, everything's expensive, covers expensive, drinks are expensive. There's just, I, I'm not a marketing, I don't have that much marketing knowledge. I've taken some marketing classes and I know enough to go, there are definitely some venues that do things wrong, but... Well, there's nothing but at any venue that's really drawn me in because I've never really seen a line dance venue that's done something big just to draw a crowd. You know, I, there's not many venues that I see that have any billboards or rarely have a, a radio spot or a TV spot. There's, there's nothing that really does that. I think it's more or less just word of mouth that keeps people coming in mm. and thus that's why some places don't really get big if they're not an area that has that many people that came and found the place just on their own, people aren't going to know about it. And you've spoken some already on what brings you to your favorite venues. What would you say could be improved about them? And what makes you choose those over others, which is something we've also addressed. We'll just cross that out. Uh, what could be improved about your favorite venues? Um, about my favorite venues? I mean... This is personal preference because I am an energetic dancer, but a little more air conditioning or air ventilation. Enough venues get to be a little too hot on the dance floor. Even like you can step onto the dance floor and you'll kind of start sweating a little bit just because of all the body heat around you. Mm. And it's it definitely takes a toll on dancers when you might not even be that energetic of a dancer like myself, and you might be sweating disgustingly after a dance just because of how hot it is. So something that I would definitely encourage places to have would be a little bit better ventilation. Okay. And as far as the dancers themselves, is there anything that uh, you would say you've seen people do that reflects really well on the venue or, uh, or on the scene in general that you think oh, that's so great that they're doing that, they're like being welcoming or whatever. Um, and is there anything that you've seen people do that makes you think, oh man, they're, they're making us all look terrible? Like, I mean, there are people who, who will definitely come up to you and you know, pretty much they'll see you being a little timid and they'll bring you on the dance floor or something, things that I've said earlier. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something just really friendly people bring you out. Mm -hmm. 
And something that I've noticed that kind of drives other people away is when, say, someone who is too drunk is on the dance floor and isn't even doing the choreographed line dance. And that that can also be dangerous. And that's something that will pull people off, people off the floor because they'll know that the, the venue has no control over people who enter the floor and someone's drunk and doing not the choreographed dance and running into people and people get, you know, their toes stepped on and people don't really enjoy things like that. Would you say, related to that, that it's important for the venue to make uh, their clientele feel safe? Definitely. How do you think they achieve that? I mean, you, you really just need a, a friendly but stern security staff. I think that's really important to have a security staff that makes you feel safe but also not, also lets you know that they they will not hesitate to take action. They will not hesitate to kick someone out or do do things to protect their other patrons. Mm -hmm. Has it any place been so bad that's just driven you away forever? Like you have no hurry to get back there. You don't even have to name the places if there are any. But are there any that were just like, oh, God, I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah. I mean, in terms of just where I've been and. There's one venue that it, it didn't really have a dance floor. It didn't really have just it, it, it was not that welcoming. It didn't seem like you could really line dance there. Uh, it's actually a fairly local place, and it's just it's too small, and that kind of drives me drives me personally away. Because if you can fit five people on the floor and that's too packed, well, something isn't really that's not really a dance floor. <laughs> All right, now this is uh, similar to another question. Where did it go? Oh, yes. What personal style do you bring to line dance? Like, you mentioned spins, you mentioned traveling. What do you think you bring that if somebody just saw your silhouette on the dance floor, they'd be like, oh, that's Kevin? Oh, gosh, that is an interesting question because I've not thought about that before. Um, you know... Probably just the, the way I move and the energy that I put behind everything I do. I mean, someone who sees someone who's energetic and obviously enjoying themselves, someone who is out on that dance floor taking steps, and just they, they see someone who's obviously enjoying themselves. And I think that for, that goes for anyone. Anyone who is really just enjoying themselves on the dance floor definitely gets noticed because it's you exude confidence and you are also just having fun and everyone can tell that and everyone wants to be part of that fun. You mentioned energy. Um, I know some folks, they'll do things like Zumba or um, cardio because it gets their energy levels up. Uh, what would, what uh, role would you say uh, fitness has had in your life and how does line dance relate to that? I mean, uh, for about a good four years I was a I, I was a gym fanatic. I spent six days a week in the gym, and then I had some illnesses happen, and I've not really been able to resume that. But in the meantime, I mean, I've continued to line dance even through that, and that's definitely kept me fit, because line dancing, it's you, you get what you put into it. And I, I put my energy into it, I put my all into it, I have fun, and I get a workout. I'm definitely tired and sweaty after after I'm done with line dancing for the night. But, but I don't think about, oh man, that was, that was exercise. It was, it was just fun. It's not something that I even thought of being exercise. It was something that I was just enjoying doing. And hey, you know what? I'm staying in shape because of it. 
And do you enjoy watching dances, even if you don't do them? If oh. so, what do you like about the ones that you watch? I mean, I'm a little picky. There's some dances that, no matter who's doing them, the dance isn't exciting, and thus I won't really watch it. But if, if the dance at least has some interesting part to it, I'll look at the people who, I've said, are just enjoying themselves, are just putting themselves into it and aren't being afraid of dancing. And I enjoy looking at those people because they're, they're usually a little better, for one, and that's not the biggest deal, but you can, you can really tell that they're having fun, and that catches your eye because it, it, it just, when someone's really put, putting themselves into it, everyone around you can tell. And for the dances that you don't do, what prevents you from doing them? Whether they're too easy, too difficult, uh, what, what makes you just say, nah, that's not for me? Uh, I mean, when I first started dancing, it was too difficult. Now it's a combination of how many dances have I done in a row. Is, is this dance one of my favorites, or is it an easy one that I don't feel like really doing because I want to save my energy? And that's, that's normally what happens. I don't want to do a little bit easier ones because they are no longer as fun to me. Mm -hmm. I'll enjoy the harder ones because they do pos at least pose some challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's, some, it's fun to be challenged. It's, it's not fun to just kind of get lazy when something you're doing because then you, you've won it's a disservice to yourself if you're not doing it as well. Mm -hmm. And if you're challenging yourself, you also feel more accomplished. So easy ones don't really make me feel like I'm accomplishing much, and that's why I don't do them. Okay. All right, so I'm guessing you've taken many lion dance lessons from multiple instructors. What would you say uh, makes for an effective lion dance instructor? What do they do that uh, helps their students succeed? I mean, one thing is definitely having multiple instructors. One person who's teaching it primarily, and then other people who are to the sides on different walls and give you more people to look at. Uh, and people who, and instructors who are willing to, to, to go, okay, you know, uh, I'll wait for anything. Uh, there, there comes a point, of course, when instructors have to go, we need to move on. But some instructors will, will see one person, they'll look, at, they'll look at the crowd and they'll see one person who's obviously timid or uncomfortable that just what they just did. And they'll go, oh, we'll do it one more time just for that person because they know that person is uncomfortable and they don't just gloss over the crowd. Just opened up my second page of questions. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Uh, what dance should everyone go out and learn right now? Oh, what dance should everyone learn? There's one that almost everywhere I've gone to, they do some version of it that is very similar, and that's Tush Push. Mm. It's, it's fairly simple, it's quick, it's energetic, but you, you don't need to put a whole bunch of energy into it, it's, it's what you make of it. And it's, it's simple enough that most people, even without dance experience, could probably do it. Okay. What line dances do you think should have taken off, and as far as you can tell, have not? Oh, well that really also depends on the venue. I mean, I've done some of my favorite dances everywhere I go, but such as dances like Mama's Broken Heart, they're too hard, they don't catch on to other places because people look at it and go, no way, there's, there's no way I can do that, that's too difficult. So, I mean, there's no dance that I, that I can really think of that, that everyone is missing because everyone does different dances to even the same songs. So, it's really hard to say because of regional differences in dances. Okay. What problems with line dance do you think need solving? 
that maybe nobody has taken on yet? What needs solving? I mean, I, I think kind of some familiarity between venues, whereas you can go to a place and know how they do their dances, you know? That way you, you don't get out on the dance floor and you're doing your dance the way you learned at the venue, you learned it at, and they're doing it a completely different way. Because that, that, that will turn something off, they'll go, well, well, I might not know any dances there, they do them all differently. So if people can know, oh, they do this dance the same way I do it, because they might show their step sheets, or they might go, oh, this is where the lesson we learned it from. Things like that, that would allow people to have a familiarity between venues in, in, in different areas. Okay. This one's a little off on the side, but what inspires you outside of line dance? It inspires me outside of line dance. Oh, gosh. Something that maybe you know, trickles in. That's tough to say. I mean, what inspires me? I mean, outside line, there's a lot that inspires me. I mean, to put my finger on something right now, that's a little difficult, but what inspires me to dance? I, I could kind of say something like, just what inspires me is learning new things. Okay. Anything that, anything that, 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 that wants to push me kind of inspires me because it when when you're pushed to do something that's really outside of your your bound your comfort zone such as when I first did a musical when I first you know started working out anything that that has people coming out of their comfort zones really inspires me because people especially today like to just sit in a comfort zone, whether it's on their phone, on their video games, at home watching TV, maybe they're comfortable reading a book, doing score, which of course that's all fine, and work is fine, but that's what they know. And things that can push people outside of their normal boundaries really inspires me. What do you see and or hope for line dancing's future? What do I see? I mean, it's all everywhere so different now that saying the future of line dancing in general, it, it's really hard to say because there's still, as I said before, there's no familiarity between venues. So what do I hope though is that basically places could could be more friendly to everywhere, like to everyone everywhere, and really just have once again familiarity. That's something I really hope for. That way I can go to any place and, and do a line dance that I know, even if they might do it slightly differently, I'll know, oh, okay, I can do this one. All right, and to put the question on you now, what questions do you think people should be asking about line dance? Oh, gosh, yeah, where do I go? Because a lot of people, a, a lot of people they, they don't even know about line dance, and people who do know about line dance, they, they stick to where they know. And a lot of people should be asking to go to different places and learning different dances. People should be asking to learn different dances in different places. Because, I mean, for one, it's fun. For two, it, it, it brings together a line dance community. And community is a, is a really great thing and something that isn't super popular. Line dancing, 
is something that's been, of course, been around for a while, and it's fun, but it's definitely a niche type of exercise type of uh, hobby. Not everyone really even thinks of going line dancing. Where I grew up, not nobody had really even thought of line dancing because there was no venue within 30 miles of me. All right. What's the next thing you're going to do after this interview? <laughs> Go hot tubbing. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course. And uh, yeah, we will have you back here for a, a part two.